2: Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Cy Brown, and welcome to the Cy Brown Morning Show. Thank you so much for hanging out with me every single day, well, Monday through Friday at least, on the weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have a great, great show for you today. If you receive our emails, you saw that we have a wonderful guest who's going to be sharing what it was like to be in foster care. Capri Cruz has been through a lot. I'm not going to give too much away I'm going to let you hear from her own words just about the foster care system how she's been able to prevail so I'm so excited big shout out to Derek Hayes who connected the two of us I want to um, just give respect where respect is due um, just to thank him because I know I read her story I read all about her and I'm just excited to have her on the show before we get into it, I just want to share today, President Obama is addressing the United Nations, and you know I'm here in New York, so in New York, you cannot drive anywhere. I went to a 6 a.m. spin class this morning, and it's just packed. You just can't move. Security's everywhere, but, uh, you know, it's, it's being stated right now all over the news that President Obama has opted to not meet with any heads of state while they're all here at the United Nations and people are saying that goes against tradition, this is an election year, he's just being political, blah, 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 blah. Well, I'll tell you this, President Obama has not done what, he has not followed tradition. He has not done what other people expect of him, and so if he's able to pull this off, he has, I believe, in my heart of hearts, changed politics forever so you know the jury is still out i believe as we're going on the air right now he's probably still giving his speech i was watching it up to the moment we got on the air so a lot will, will come of this as he's as he's talking to specifically to iran today at the united nations general assembly so i will cover a little bit more of what's going on with the general assembly what his speech Meant to the world leaders on tomorrow's show, but in the meantime, um, let me bring our guest in. Just to remind you that the chat room is now open. So if you would like to chat with us, please log in to Cyber Morning Show. Click on Listen Live, and you will be able to join us in the chat room and follow us on Facebook. Facebook dot com forward slash Cyber Morning Show. On to our guest, Miss Capri Cruz. Good morning, darling. Are you with me? Hi, Sai, I sure am. You're like, hi, saw you're just as chipper as me today <laughs> Well, I, I tell everybody a little bit about who you are, what you do, and then I'll get right into my questions Because I have so much to ask
1: <laughs> Okay, well first I just want to say I'm so excited to be um, speaking with you this morning That, As Yay. you know, I'm from New York, so um, this is very touching for me Because this is the first um, interview I've done with a, a radio host from New York So uh it's a very special moment for me today thank I feel you. a little bit closer to home
2: so <laughs> a big shout out you're always welcome
1: here <laughs> thank you so much um okay, so um, my name is Capri, like you said, and um this book um I was spirit led to write this book um and it 's about a little girl's life who was me, my life in foster care um which was preceded by just being born into a family of substance abusers. Um, you know, we lived in the projects in New York City, and at the age of seven my mother separated from my father, and that year I subsequently was put into foster care. And so this book talks about that journey and and a whole lot more. It really talks about my life for 37 years at least. and But more specifically, it's about the trauma
0: mm-hmm.
1: that I experienced from the instability from being physically abused both by biological parents and foster parents mm. and the psychological damage that does to children you know and then to add on you know a bunch of other stuff like sexual abuse and and how that really affects the cognitive ability of children to grow up with a healthy mind state and and how it it thwarts that you know it stops that from happening in a lot of in a lot of cases and Without the right tools and people and love, um, these children grow up without a real healthy identity of themselves. They grow up without understanding what self-love is. Um, I know I did. I didn't have any self-love for a long time. I didn't know what that meant, you know, when no one had introduced that concept to me. And so for me, I ended up becoming um, <clears throat> an individual that was controlled by her fear. You know, the fear that the abuse put in me, the fear of tiptoeing around and trying not to upset any any of these strangers. You know, every time you move right. to a foster home, these are strangers. These, you don't know. You know, can you imagine today even having to go live with a different family every six months or, you know what I mean? It's like these are strange people. You're living in a strange bed. And, uh, you know, I talk about how one of the foster sisters I had tried to kill me. When I was um, about eight years old, she tried to suffocate me in the middle of the night. And that, you know, created huge fear, huge. And so even today at 42 years old, you know, um, I haven't completely conquered that demon. There are certain things that I fear. And, um, you know, you're always struggling with that. And But for these foster kids today... This is what I wrote the book about, you know, what I've learned and how I've been able to conquer a lot of my own demons and learned healthy coping skills, and that's so very important. They don't have healthy coping skills, and so they grow up and <clears throat> sometimes we uh, self-medicate, sometimes we mm-hmm. uh, become abusive toward our partners or our children, um, or we commit suicide, or we, you know, there's a, just a a whole load of things that people do to to try to cope with the pain, and even if you try to go out and make a family and and live a healthy life, if you grew up in foster care and never learned proper coping skills, <clears throat> and never learned what to do with those demons, you know they right. don't go away. We just cover them up, we push them down. Then guess what? They show up in your adult life.
2: Well, can I let me let me ask you this? I, I, I guess this show is not about salacious details. It's it's really about offering hope and healing to the guests, to myself, and to the listeners. So, you know, I I don't want to, you know, start getting into sexual abuse unless that's a place you feel like going, but I want to ask you this. When you're a child in foster care, how do you wrap your brain around the fact that these people are not your biological parents Or does it even matter It's just that There's adults that love you Or is that even too much For a child Who's seven years old To even understand
1: It's too much For them to understand
2: Right Right So then Even even at, at that point I've heard Very good stories About I mean And I'll tell you And I've shared on the air That my husband and I When our children were younger When we were living in Atlanta We wanted to adopt A little girl and between the ages of our two sons our two sons are five years almost five years apart so we we went through this whole process background checks and all of these other things and unfortunately at the time my husband's job changed and he started traveling much more and I just knew I could not deal because at the time my children were in middle school and his last year in elementary I just didn't feel I was in a good place to take a a foster care child um, or be an adoptive parent of, like, a 12-year-old girl because of of what a 12-year-old girl goes through at that point by myself. Mm -hmm. So we withdrew our application. But one thing I noticed, they checked, -checked, double-checked, triple-checked, quadruple-checked, FBI, like, they did everything. So how is it, and 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 I'm not trying to sound ignorant, how is it that they put potential foster care parents through so much and abuse still happens? Well,
1: I think um, I don't have the answer for that because I'm not right. an expert in that area. But I would venture to say here that each state runs their foster care system differently. Oh, is, Yeah, it's not a national, uh, you know, it's not run nationally the same. And even each county has different laws. So um, it also depends on resources, how much how much money does each state have for their foster care program how many employees how many resources so one state may um do a really good job with the background checks and one state may not and wow. um also there you know you know th- Sometimes stuff just doesn't show up, you know, until later. Right. And maybe they weren't abusive parents until they had a foster child and didn't know how to handle that. And not every foster child gets abused by any means. But right. But I wrote my book for the children, and not just children that get physically abused because, like I just said, not all of them do, but mm-hmm. there's definitely, without a question, emotional trauma. I mean, you cannot deny that just being displaced from your biological family, losing connection with your siblings, um if you never return to your biological family, that's one set of of trauma and and pain that you got to deal with, but if you do go back to your family and they still have their own issues, you know, let's say it was substance right. family members or they were beating the children or whatever and, and got removed And a year later, supposedly the family is supposed to have it all together now, but maybe they really don't. You know, maybe they just did enough for the legal system to say, okay, they can get their kids back. Because that's the ultimate goal of the state is uh, family replacement. They don't want to keep these children away from their families, but sometimes the, the parents aren't very good parents.
2: Wow. And then even so and that is that kind of what happened to you where you found yourself going from one family to another family or where you were unable to be reunited with your biological parents.
1: Yeah, um what happened there was that my family um you know like I said they were substance abusers. Um uh, my mother drank and my dad did drugs and they lived in poverty. They were very poor. They were um, at that time very uneducated. And Mm -hmm. so I was living with my mom at the time. My mom had left New York. We went down to Virginia and she was poor. She didn't work. Uh, We lived in a basement of a house with my grandmother and she had like 20 or some dogs and, um, you know, just very poor people. And so I guess you know, she just never did whatever the state said that she needed to do to get her children back. I don't know if she wasn't capable or she didn't want to right. or, you know, it's very sad when you, you know, for me anyway, looking back at my own family. But that's part of how I healed, you know. Right. I had to look back at my family and say, why did this happen? Because the foster child ha- people, this is this is really a human experience. This really isn't just about foster children. This is about people having Inner pain, and what mm. do you do with that? And so you have to move from the anger into compassion. If you don't right. move out of your pain and your anger, because anger is created from pain, um, is not you know if you're joyful, you're not going to turn into an angry person. You're you're angry because there's some type of inner pain there. So until you can move into compassion and love, you're going to stay in anger, which then you stay in blame, in excuses, in Everything that encompasses all of that kind of feeling, you know what I
2: mean. Yeah. So I had to
1: have compassion for my parents and forgive them.
2: Forgiveness is major. We hear um, so much about forgiveness, and you know, T. D. Jakes has this book, "Let It Go." I mean, you hear it all over the place, and that's really hard. So now, even as you're working through, as a child coming into an adult, coming into adulthood not only are you trying to figure your own life out, but now you have to get over, if I may say, this brokenness or this mm-hmm. big feeling of being incomplete or insufficient or inadequate as a child, but now people expect you to move into this adult space as a functioning adult. That's not really going to happen, is it?
1: No, it's not. You're completely unprepared. You you haven't been taught the skills. You don't have the mental capacity. no. You're just, yeah. I was telling someone just the other day in an interview, what it is is you are an adult version of that foster child. Time just keeps ticking. You become an adult physically, but mentally, if you haven't been taught the tools or you haven't healed, uh, you're just an adult version of that foster child that's broken.
2: A friend of mine um, who, you know, I'm not going to say her name. She's actually in the chat room right now, and I forgot that she was a foster child and she is a friend of mine, and she just posted in the chat room, as a foster, as a child of foster care, I identify with your guest. At times, foster parents just got the kids for money and to say that they took in a foster child. Many of the children in, sh- in care are abused. So I just sent her an invitation if she wanted to, if she wants to call in. Um, it's totally up to you, sweetie pie. But, you know, I want to talk about the kids, maybe, who are not abused. Is there, do you feel that they're able to navigate better. I guess I'm sure they are, right? Navigate life and become more functioning adults. Well, this is
1: this is what I believe, Cy. The physical abuse is um just one aspect of it, but I think the root problem um of the human spirit of the child in foster care is the identity or lack of identity that's created for them and the oh, root wow. feeling of not feeling loved, feeling thrown away, feeling um, you know, insulted, disrespected, all these things, but it's a lack of love. And so they right. grow up feeling uh unloved. I mean that's it. If you feel unloved, if you feel like either your parents threw you away or they didn't love you enough to get it together to keep you Um, then you also grow up without self-love. And if an individual does not have self-love, all kinds of problems, it's a floodgate opening up for abusive relationships in the future, for drugs to deal with the pain, you know, all kinds of things can happen from a lack of self-love. So that's what I think the focus really is for foster kids. The physical abuse... Is one aspect of the experiences they may endure. Not all foster children do. Are you still there?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, I'm still here. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I'm trying to pull in the caller right now. Hey, beautiful, you wanted to call in and share your thoughts? We have about ten minutes left in the show. Hi. Okay. Hey. Um I, I Capri, I, wait, hold on Capri, we have one of our guests who was in the chat room, um, who I shared so uh she called in. So thank you so much for calling in.
0: Wonderful. Oh, great. So good morning. Good morning, um, baby. <laughs> I I just wanna share. Um I think your guest is right in saying that. Um, It is an everlasting thing that we struggle with as far as coping with a past like that um, of being a foster child. Um, I think you can move on. I think there's healing in everybody. But I'm just figuring out in my adult years that I was verbally abused. So I wasn't so much physically abused, by my foster parents. But there was a verbal abusing going on, so much so that I became a people pleaser. Mm. Um <laughs> I didn't want to upset anybody. <laughs> and someone said to me, "Well, why are you always saying sorry?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you always um you know trying to be in good graces with everybody? Mm-hmm. And I'm like cuz I just don't want to upset them. Wow. <laughs> and she said, "Well, where does that come from? It comes from somewhere." And as we dug a little bit deeper in therapy, I realized I was definitely verbally abused, told many times that oh well, you know, no one wanted you.
2: So I told you that. Wow, <laughs> that's um, horrible to say to a kid. I'm sorry. That's horrible yeah. to say to a kid.
1: Yeah, I can I offer something right here? And and sh- what she said is so important because this is it goes deeper into the root of the problem. It's the psychological abuse. It doesn't matter how the psychological abuse was created, whether it was from physical abuse or verbal abuse or emotional abuse or feeling displaced and abandoned. It steals away the foster child's personal power, and that's what she's experienced. She, her, she has to redevelop her own personal power. And, we, you know, for me, I found the only way that I could do that, because I had the same problem. I, was fear, I lived in a fear-induced state, was through Christ. Christ, I had to get a spiritual transformation, a subconscious and a spiritual transformation. That was the only way me personally I could heal.
2: Wow. Hi. So do you feel do you so I guess this is a situation where you have to really say in, with Christ all things are possible.
1: It's the only way I could have did it
0: the only one. Wow.
1: Yeah, because for me, I found when I stayed Christ-centered, and that didn't happen overnight. I mean, I spent years with loving God, hating God, seeking God, loving God, hating God, wondering why me, how could this happen, all that. But once I decided, see, there's a lot of things that come into play. One you have to decide to move from a victim state of mind to a victor. You have to say, I'm not going to be in this. I'm not going to blame and be angry. I choose to forgive. It is a decision that we make, but we have to be led somehow into understanding that because for so many many of us just naturally it's natural to be in a victim state because we're hurt. It's not that we're a victim because we're like, "Oh, feel sorry for me." We're in deep pain. But how do you triumph over that? You have to be concrete in a decision and say, "Through Christ, all things are possible." His word is what I'm going to follow, and this is the decision I'm going to make to become a better person.
0: You know, I have a question. Sure. The question is, what do you, what do you do when this this foster parent um, goes to church? <laughs> this wow. foster parent prays. But Mm -hmm. she, uh, I think uh, Vaughn told me one day, there are people that could prey on you, Mm P-R-E-Y, and then there's people that pray for you. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) there's a difference between the two, but it's almost like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Sure. um,
2: (laughs) And
1: this is the answer. This is the answer, sweetie. The answer is that by nature, all human beings are sinners. So our expectation, and we don't know this as a foster child, though. You know what I mean? Um, Our expectation cannot be in the human. Our expectation has to be in Christ's word.
2: Jesus. Mm. Because
1: we're going to fail. We fail ourselves. Our parents fail us, our foster parents. People are liars and thieves and phony balonies everywhere you look.
2: But if we're focused
1: that. on, yeah, if we're focused on him and his word and what he says we are, it doesn't matter what these other people, now we have to, you know, there's a whole lot of things that have to come after that. But, I mean, it's very confusing. I mean, can you imagine being with a foster parent and now you're supposed to believe in Christ and, and you're in Christ's house with this well, person I... that abuses you? It causes tremendous mental confusion.
2: I just want to put in the chat room, it was just put every person in church is not a Christian. <laughs> and I think those yeah. of us Amen. who go to church. <laughs>
1: and <laughs> no. that's the important thing. I just want to leave your show with this. This is so important, people get. Our expectation cannot be in people. Don't look at people in your church and become disappointed in them. Hello, they're humans. They're sinners. That's what Christianity's right. all about. But I'm not here to make anyone a Christian by any means. I'm just talking about my experience. But the whole deal with Christianity is that we're all sinners. That's why Christ is right. the only one that's perfect. That's where our focus needs to be, not on our parents, not on the abuse, not on the people in church. Amen oh, I, to I that. that. I believe Amen. that.
0: I'm just trying to shed light on the fact of, you know, exactly how we really feel as foster children. Yeah. And and as adults, <laughs> we're still really trapped in that world. Um, there's a lot of us trapped in that world.
1: And that's and why I'm here. I want people to know you don't have to be anymore. You know, and people don't know that when they're in it. I was just talking to my brother yesterday, and he said something so powerful. He said, we're so effed up in our head after foster care forever until we figure out a way not to be. And that is the real deal of it. These kids are screwed up in the head emotionally until they figure out how not to be. So you don't have to be there forever, I promise you. You just have to decide today's the day I'm not going to be here anymore. I'm going to figure out how to fix this for myself.
2: Yeah, we have um, we we have about five minutes left in the show, but I just wanted to say there's some things that are going on in the chat room, and TGL just put "preach sister" with an exclamation point. <laughs> I, I think what was so um, profound that you said is well, a lot of things that you said have been have touched me in, the, in an amazing way, and to my caller, thank you for calling in because I forgot. I, I, I we have shared conversations, and I totally forgot that you have been through the foster care system. So I put in the chat room that I am doing what God wants me to do with my life, and I will make this show happen as long as God wakes me up each day. It is so important to, for me. I could sit back and just be quiet, and, Capri, let you and my caller just talk and have a healing moment to yourself, and then just let me know when I can come back in and talk. And that's what's so important. And I, and I think it's prayer. You know, I, do you guys mind if I pray really quickly? Like, No, I would love now? it. Um, would you like to pray very quickly? Do you have a few minutes left on the show? Okay, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's generous of you. Thank you. Capri?
1: I'm sorry. Were you talking to me? <laughs> yeah,
2: I was. I was talking to you. I didn't want to put okay. you on the spot. <laughs> no, I thought you were going to pray. Am I supposed to pray? No, I was just asking, would you like to? I don't mind, but you're my oh, guest. No. I just wanted to extend no, the opportunity. No, I would love to pray. No, Okay, absolutely. good. <laughs> um, dear Heavenly Father,
1: we come to you today and seek your refuge, Lord. We are people that are in pain. We don't know what to do with this pain. We are blind to the answers. We are surrounded by people that are selfish sometimes and that hurt us and steal from us the exact gifts that you give us to be empowered. And we ask you today, Lord, to heal every heart, to guide every person to your word, to remind us, Lord, that it is in your word, your direction, and only when we are Christ-centered that we will never get off path. Empower us, God, right now by the blood of Jesus. Please empower us to take dominion, over our life, your word says that we have dominion over our life through you. Through all things, through Christ, all things are possible, and with that belief, we will overcome. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I, I want to thank everybody for listening today. Um, and as I shared, I would be content just to sit back and just listen to you help um, my listeners heal. Uh, Please accept this invitation to come back at at, at any time Um, because I realize now more than I did when you and I first started talking how important it is for people just to talk. Sometimes you just need to hear it or hear it from somebody else to have your breakthrough or to at least Start the journey towards your breakthrough, just to have someone say, "Damn it, I understand what you're going through mm. or i i I hear you, I can't have that same level of empathy because I haven't been there, but for you to be able to walk one of my 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 listeners through her pain, I'm very grateful, Thank you, oh Thank you my love. God, so good. <laughs> i got to come see you today, girl. I think I'm going to have to get a hug. I think you're going to have to <laughs> hug me through this moment. <laughs> uh, you know, I just I just realize how important love is and how important it is to hear from other people to help yeah. us get through whatever we're going through. And I think that's why well, I know that's why God has me do what I do every single day Because my heart is so pure, and I really want to bring, if I can, whatever healing I can just to make the world a better place for the lives that I touch, you know? And, and Capri, I know you feel the exact same way we've talked. And we shared the most wonderful emails, you know. And I swear I don't get mushy on every single show. I swear I don't. <laughs> I swear I really don't. But but this was really powerful. Thank you yeah, all.
1: And it is about the human connection. And that is why the foster children are broken, because that human connection with their parents and the people that are supposed to love and care for them was broken. And it, the way you heal is through more human, better love, human connection, and Christ love. It's all about the human connection.
2: Thank you. I want to read one more thing in the chat room before we run out of time. Foster kids also feel that they owe a bit of loyalty to the parent, even though the abuse, even through the abuse and negative relationship, they do need to pray to let go of that because in loyalty they never truly live because they are focused on the foster parent, not themselves. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. thank you. Um, thank you for saying this is a great show, TGL. Um, thank you very much. And to move on, thank you. This is a great format. I be obedient. Yeah, I am. Cause You know, I went back and forth with this for a while. But anyway, (laughs) that's another show, complete. Thank you so much,
1: my love. Hey, side to your guest. Side to your guest. Um, Tell her that I would love to speak with her and just talk with her and meet her. I think that, you know, my heart is just touched by her and her bravery. And if she would like to contact me, I'm available.
0: Thank you. I will.
2: (laughs) So <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> well, I will connect. I will definitely connect the two of you. <laughs> we uh, okay. Before we run out of time, I just want to tell everybody thank you so much for listening, and I will see you all tomorrow right here at 11 a.m. It's the Cy Brown Morning Show. Thanks for listening. I love you all, and I'll see you soon. Are we off the air?